Happy Thanksgiving. Everybody is busy shopping, cooking, cleaning, basing, cutting vegetables, getting ready for your festive celebration and all your libations. Stay sober. Now listen, while you're busy about, play my podcast. Now, the episodes typically are run about five to 10 minutes, but I am going to put a number of the thematic episodes about the holidays. And this one episode here, I'm calling it a super Thanksgiving episode. So I'm going to send you the link. Simply listen. And at the end of this introduction, just let it keep playing. There may be a brief pause here and there, but it should go for about, oh, I'm guessing about 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Enjoy your family. And when you're sitting at the table, I always like to say dog spelled backwards is God. Now, when we feed the dogs, they just start chomping. But you are human beings. When food comes in front of you, pray. I took a friend to lunch once and I bowed my head and they said they were atheists. They didn't believe in God. And I said, well, who's in front of you? Well, you are. I said, good. Do you believe in me? Yes. Well, you're right here. Good. Bow your head and pray to me. Thank me for the food. Thank me for the fellowship. Thank the store for providing the ingredients of the restaurant for preparing the dish. Bow your head. Say a prayer of gratitude. You are more than a beast, more than a dog. Just don't start eating. So when I believe in God, so I'm going to pray to the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am going to pray in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ. And I'm going to thank our Heavenly Father, the God of Israel, for his gift, for life, for breath, for family, for friends, even for the enemies. I am going to thank him for everything, the pain and the pleasure, the loss and the gain, the success and the failures the ease and the difficulties. I'm going to thank him because I know that the end of my life does not end at my life here on earth. So, enjoy a series of episodic podcasts about Thanksgiving. Enjoy. Have yourself a merry, merry Christmas. You know, there really is so much to be thankful for. Much more to be thankful for than sorrow for. And there are plenty of things to be sorrowful over. But if you really take a step back and look at your life, It is exponentially more to be thankful for. I know that's cliche to say, but really stop for a moment. Just sit down. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath through the nose. Slowly exhale 
out of the mouth. Relax. Now, reflect. Reflect. Thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you. Thank you for helping me. Thank you just for being you. And not just the things you do. So thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you, thank you, there's only one you, and I thank you for all you've done, the one you are to me, in all. I see in you his gratitude. So thank you, thank you for being you. Not just for all the things you do. For when it's all been said and done, there is nothing and no other one I could say to them more than I say to you. Thank you, thank you for being you. Thank you, thank you, not just for what you do, for all the time we've spent. And lives we had together then and now and ever. Thank you. It's just nice to say thank you. Sometimes even better to say, I'm sorry. Or, forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. Just for the kind word. 
the piece of bread, the Coke that you bought for me out of the machine that I drank on a hot summer day that refreshed me, the sandwich you made that I took for my lunch. the umbrella you shared and the rain under the thunder, the ride you gave me when my tire went flat, or the Uber you called me to get me out of the spat. That hot soup you brought by when I was sick in my bed. The blessing you gave me. The kiss on my head. The kind word in my ear. The pat on my back. When I was shedding a tear. A slow walk on the beach when I simply needed an ear to hear the doubts, the pain, the sorrow, and the fear. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. If nothing more or nothing else, you were there. At that moment, you had my back. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you. Thank you. For all you do, no matter how big or small, all you've done gave me strength when I called. And now I want to say thank you. is Blackout Wednesday. Happy, happy Drinksgiving. Oh, they're drinking their way into that family gathering. Oh, my gosh, you got to get wasted. Downright inebriated. Anesthetized and numbed and dumbed. 
to survive Aunt Millie, Uncle Joe, Grandpa Morton, and Grandma Molly, not to mention new stepmom who came into the family, or mom's new 20-year-old lover who is one year younger than you. Oh, yeah, Uncle Joe, Aunt Velma, and that brother. You know, the one that molested you when you were in high school. Oh, yeah. And don't forget the sister, the older one who thought she ran the whole family, abused you, manipulated you, and made you the little black sheep of the family. Oh, good God. And you definitely don't want to see Grandma. She's a terror. Oh, and then there is old Pop, born in the era of the dinosaurs, who's an NRA member, probably going to quote at least five scriptures and make everybody say what they're thankful for. Mom, who's going to be silent and say nothing because she's always been silent and said nothing, is going to sit there and endure it. And you're going to scream at her because you think she's a wash rag or a floor mat. And you're going to grow to hate your father and then you're going to become a lesbian. And you got to go and hear about why you're a lesbian, why they hate you, why you hate them. And then everything is going to blow up over the mashed potatoes, if not the yams, or that nasty ambrosia salad that your Aunt Bambi brings. Well, that's after she got off at the strip club Wednesday night at the bar. And everybody's drunk to survive it. Now, there'll be a couple of fists, blows, and slaps, and whispers, and gossips on the backside of the porch. And a couple of people are just going to leave or sit there and cry at the table and talk about how they love everybody, but they hate their family. And the turkey's going to be too dry. And the drink not spiked enough. And the kids are going to sit back and wonder, my God, what was I born into? And they're going to go off upstairs and fool around, if not with each other or on the Internet. And there, oh, yeah. There is that cousin that's off messing with somebody else's wife. Sounds like a bit of drama. Is that your Thanksgiving? That is, even if you bother to show up. Because after all, don't you dread it? But it's the trek you make once a year, and then you don't have to see them again. And you're praying to God you survive it. Well, there'll be some new things to hate them about and past things that you may have forgiven them about. But you'll be loud and proud that at least you're out and they're still stuck in the closet. That's your Thanksgiving. Now you're going to fight over the fact that, well, somebody bought something that you don't eat because you've decided to be a vegan. So you'll sit there and eat nothing. And the other ones are going to criticize you that you don't know how to cook pasta Dante and your vegetables are soggy. Oh yeah, happy Thanksgiving, really? Oh, the stares and the glares across the table. And the girlfriend that you know, 
the brother brought to dinner that no one knew was coming. And she is a complete progressive, millennial, hypersensitive, can't fake anything. And of course, he's enamored with her because all he is getting is sex and doesn't like her mind anyway. Well, she doesn't care because she runs him by using sex. And everybody knows it. And it's his third girlfriend after four wives, children that he doesn't talk to. And then there is the one teen who's always, what, hyped up, drugged up, oped up on Xanax, Ritalin, Adderall, or whatever. He's probably going to wear all black and chains and makeup on his face and do the Tourette syndrome act at the table. Then everybody's going to scream and cry and says, why do you have to ruin the dinner? And the pies are never going to get eaten because everybody would have already fought and left. And the cake is just going to get dried out. Another Thanksgiving. And then you just can't wait to get back to work. Or is it the shopping? To drown yourself in commercialism and materialism to get over that horrible dinner. Is that your house? Of course not. Yours is a house where dad is in a beautiful Christmas sweater. Something that no one wears anymore except on old films like National Lampoon or Chevy Chase. It's Christmas Vacation, whatever the movie's called. Mom is sitting there. Her hair dyed about three times too many, if not the wig. And she puts on that wonderful, beautiful mom fake smile, hiding behind all the drama and pretending that everything is fine when it's not. And then everybody comes through the doors if always oh, so happy to see you with a dagger in their back pocket. And there is your uncle, but don't worry. He's got his liquor stashed in the glove compartment in his car. He's gonna just go out for a smoke and a drink. If not that, maybe a needle. And there is grandpa completely out of it. It could be due to his Parkinson's or his dementia. God knows a number of other things that his family have drove him crazy, if not the wife, over the last 40 years. And he sits there in the chair, probably wearing his World War II hat, if not his veteran's hat from Vietnam. He's going to sit there and everybody's going to constantly go past and make their obligatories. Hello, how you doing, Grandpa? So good to see you walk away and get along with their business. They really don't want to sit with him and hear the stories that they've heard 10,000 times. And Grandma sits there faithfully, like a ball and chain tied to the man waiting for him to pass so she can move on because she knows she'll end up with it all anyway or maybe grandma is just having one or too many cigarettes well she went from sounding like an opera singer to now sounding like a, a sailor off of a ship there you go dad doesn't need a turkey his belly is ready for a robe for Santa Claus. The mom looks like she's just waiting for the pool boy or the delivery boy to come by because she exercises all day and now she's wearing yoga pants. I don't know. Is that your home? Or is it a fairy tale, a storybook? Christmas music is playing. It smells like cinnamon. Red candles on the table, a reef on the door, the train going around the Christmas tree, 
presents are already up and under it, waiting to be explored. The children are orderly at their table. All look like they've got new outfits. It's a beautiful spread. Wonderful Tupperware or China. Nice punch, not spiked. A beautiful apple pie mom just made with that perfect apron and a perfect dress and her hair looks like it was just done in the salon. And everybody comes in looking like, well, they just came out of Saks Fifth Avenue if not Nordstrom's. And, but then again, you might be the other family, the Walmart crowd. Now we know you all have diabetes in that family and God knows how many other numerous diseases that cannot be mentioned. But you're happy. You're happy because you get to die with that big turkey leg in your mouth. And who needs a slice when you get the whole pie? Oh, it's gonna be a wonderful Thanksgiving at your table. Are you sure gonna tell Bertha about that food? Oh, baby, that's the best. And you're never gonna get enough. You're gonna sit and sit and sit from one serving to another. You might watch a game or two. You might get up, but just to get to the bathroom before it gets flooded and stopped up and have to call the plumber. But that's okay, because you're not done. Oh, they're gonna have to will you out on a gurney when your Thanksgiving is over. But that's okay. You're surviving with all of your series of meds that you take so that you can make it to that next Thanksgiving and add another 50 pounds up for the next year. Happy Thanksgiving. It's gonna be a doozy. Have fun. Good afternoon. I have a question. What are you? I mean, what makes you tick? What makes you you? After all, we often say, America, we are a Christian nation. A democracy, a democratic republic, but what makes us, us, who we are, who you are, who are you, who am I, what makes a rapper a rapper? Or an athlete, an athlete. What makes a Buddhist a Buddhist? Or a surfer, a surfer. What makes an artist? Artist, so a poet, a poet. Are you a chef? Do you like to cook? What makes you a cop? Is it the badge? Or a fireman? Is it the hose? makes you, you. Are we who we are? 
because of what we do? Or the uniform we wear? Is it the tattoo under your left eye or the one on your right thigh? Is it the Nike logo just above your right chest? Or is it the Adidas on your shoes? Is it the siren that makes Starbucks Starbucks? The mermaid who sings songs of lust, allure, wayward mariner men into the rocks to kill them. What makes Starbucks Starbucks? What makes you who you are? Is it your yoga pants? Or your yoga stance? Is it that purple-blue cotton candy Wiccan hair that looks like Halloween every day? What makes you unique? What makes you you? Well, if you're a rapper, it might be the speed in which you poetically pronounce your rhymes with beats that are louder than your time. Maybe it's to go chains around your neck or the aluminum foil on your teeth. Maybe it's the pants just below the butt. Or maybe it's a woman on your right arm and left all around you. Can't get enough of that, right? Is it the high heels that makes you sexy and the red lipstick that, well, you know what that looks like, what it represented, availability in the past. Is that the message you're sending? Is it the weave in your hair or the wig? Is it the eyelashes? The fake ones, obviously. Is that your gig? What makes you you? Is it the tight dress? What makes you you? What makes you a lesbian? Is it the manly cut of your hair? And the jeans and the wear the masculine look and talk the new walk you have to fake it makes other people gawk I could never understand why would a man choose to make himself what he's not unless there's something wrong with what he's thought. So, I'm a vegan? Is it because I don't eat meat? 
or I'm skinny as a stick. I'm green as a leaf. What makes me a pet lover? Because I have dogs that hang outside of my car as I drive, precipitously positioned to dive and die. Should I have an accident? What makes me a wife or a husband, a mother or a father, a friend, a lover, a preacher or a teacher? Is it the priestly robes I wear or the authority in which I speak to the students? Is it the fact that I'm behind a building with stained windows? Or a lector, looking studious. What makes me me? Well, it could be my bleach blonde hair and my surfer lingo, dude. You see, I'm stoked to be on the board. I'm nothing like you. What makes me me? Look how I ride the dude. Oh yeah, that's what makes me me. See that basketball underneath my arm? Or that Izod shirt with my golf hat? That makes me a golfer. You see my bald shaved head with my manly robe? And stick in my hand. I'm a monk. I'm a Buddhist. I'm a guru. On thoughts of philosophy. That's my brand. What makes you you, Christian? Can it be that you follow the words of the Bible? Well. You are Christian, or you're Jewish and you read the Torah, or Muslim and it's the Quran. What makes you you? And are you a good you? Are you an authentic you? Or do you try to be all the other yous because you really don't know you at all? You don't like you. You don't like the flag, so you have to replace it with another one. You don't like God, so you devise a new one. You don't like the rules, so you change them one by one until you eventually come up with one that's none. What makes you you? Or is it fluid? Sad. I very seldom meet anyone who's you. Very seldom. Everyone's confused, ashamed, and embarrassed. But not the nuts. Oh no. 
those whimsical, silly nuts who gladly proclaim the confused you. They have no idea. And in that is their very idea. They have no idea. They just know they don't like anything that's different than them. Nothing that challenges them. Because that you, you have to agree with on everything. Oh, yes, they pretend to love. But how can they love you when they hate themselves? Because they hate everything. So, they have to introduce chaos. Chaos. No order, no definitions. No borders, no laws, no rules. They have to introduce hypersensitivity. Everything offends them. Especially you. Because you disagree with them. They don't wave a flag of the United States of America in this country out of patriotism. No. They wave it out of criticism. And those that claim to love God, what makes them you? They don't even pray when they eat anymore. They don't even pray at home. It's a passing practice from a long ago tradition, one that is waning and soon will be considered sedition. No. There are no yous anymore. In fact, I can't recall the last time I randomly ran into a human. Oh, I've run into a lot of fleshful stone, muscle, blood, water, skin, and hair. Beings with two feet and two arms. Some dark, some fair. A near one, a human. An aberration, a hybrid of some monstrosity constructed by philosophies convoluted and polluted with atrocities. Less than human they are. A product of their lack of humanity. You see, there are not many humans left. Just this virus of human-esque hybrids that reflect something that you've never comprehended. What are we? What are you? What are
a thought tonight as we slowly approach the eve of Thanksgiving. Ask yourself, who would you have been? What would you have done had you been born then as opposed to now in this modern world? You ever said to yourself, oh man, I was born at the wrong time. Man, I wish I'd been born back then. Man, things were better then than they were now. Really? Were they? And do you really want to go back then, there? Really? Would you defend the black man then? Do you defend them now? Would you have risked your life then? Really? Do you do it now? Oh, Jesus, man, I would have never betrayed Jesus. I would have, oh, man, if I was back then, I mean, I would just love Jesus. Really? Do you love him now? Do you defend him now? Do you represent him now? Or is he a 30-minute, 45-minute hour rock service on Sunday to make you feel good about you? Really? Would you have? Or you just will have been in his posse then? Amen, Jesus. Amen. Whatever you ask, Jesus, I'll do. So easy to say what you would have done then. You don't even do it now. You're happy to live in a reality that you know you never really have to prove. It's nice to say what you would have done then, when your life would have been at risk, when your reputation would have been destroyed. Would you have? Would you have? Would you have given your life? Would you have stormed the beaches of Normandy and given your life? Would you have risked your limbs for victory? To be maimed perpetually? Really, would you have gone back for your wounded friend? or ran for your life to save your own. What really would you have done? Or would you have been the coward then that you are now? Are you a coward now? Do you risk for your values and your convictions for the things that you believe? Do you really risk Do you stand up for the things that you say you stand up for? Do you do that now? Really, what are you now? But you can fantasize because you know it'll never be realized. You'll never have to stand and prove your courage for Jesus then because it's already been done. You'll never have to fight the British because it's already been done. You'll never have to storm a hill because it's already been done. But you can say what you would have done, what you would have done, because now you don't need to do it. So what hills are you willing to storm today? What battles are you willing to fight today? 
What convictions do you hold today? After all, you can have black friends today and not go to jail. Do you? After all, you can talk about Jesus and faith in the open marketplace and in the street other than just in your private worship halls and Bible studies. But do you? You can actually wave the American flag and talk about the nation and the pride of your country against ideologues that oppose your nation within your country. But do you? You can actually stand up for your masculinity and not be characterized as toxic by the feminist and push back against it. But do you? You can actually say that you believe only in straight marriage and not gay marriage and say it loudly and proudly. But do you? No. But LGBTQ does speak up loudly and proudly and they should be applauded for it, for their boldness and their conviction of the things that they believe, regardless of how you see, regardless of what you think of them. What do you do for what you believe. Take their example. Take the example of the left and liberals and all of the people that propagate their beliefs, be they wrong or right. They have a fire and a fervor for what they want to achieve. Ask yourself, do you? Follow their lead and be loud and proud about your flag, the red, white, and blue one. Be loud and proud about your God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel that you follow, the Savior who redeemed all man. Be loud about that. Be loud about the fact that you eat meat and they're loud about the fact that they don't. Be louder about the fact that you're having babies while they're loud about the fact that they abort them. What are you loud about? Or have you been intimidated into tepidness and timidity? And yet you want to complain about the left. Well, what are you doing for the right? For the truth, where are your convictions? They are willing to walk down the street and look like clowns from some delusional menagerie of a fictional movie. And yet you're afraid to walk down and look as straight as an arrow. Afraid of your beliefs. Because they are different. While they are proud of theirs that are indifferent. Let them know. That you have no tolerance for delusions and lies and deceptions. And no need to make a friend of it. Mark your line in the sand. Take a stand. Happy holidays. I want you guys to think about this. What are you willing to live for? We don't need anybody dying for anything. We need you guys to be willing to live for something. What are you willing to live for? Your future? Your children? 
the future children you're going to have. If you're a young man, one day you're going to be somebody's daddy and somebody's husband. If you're an older man, you're already somebody's daddy and somebody's husband. What are you willing to live for? Because you're selling your children to the world of lies, liberalism, feminism, LGBTQism. While you're sacrificing your own beliefs, your own convictions, your own traditions, because you're too timid, tepid, and afraid to stand up for what you believe. But remember the 60s when blacks were willing to be bit by police dogs, sprayed by fire hoses, jailed, beat, hung for trees just because they wanted to walk in the front of a store or sit in front of a bus. They put their lives on the line to get justice. So did white men in the 60s to help those black people get justice. They were willing to pay the price to have their churches bombed, their businesses burnt down to the ground, their houses attacked and fired bombed because they were fighting for something that was righteous. And there's nothing righteous about fighting for the fact that you want to eat vegetables over meat. There's nothing righteous by fighting for the fact that a male wants to sleep with another male and be considered a family. That's nothing righteous. But what is righteous is what built our world, built our country, and built our traditions. Mothers, fathers having children, husbands and wives, male and female getting married, red, white, and blue flag liberating France from Nazism and Stalinism and Marxism and socialism. It wasn't the rainbow flag that stormed the beaches of Normandy. It wasn't the rainbow flag. It was the red, white, and blue flag. That's the reason for your freedom. That's the reason for this nation. And men back then were fighting for something more than bed a girl or get the girl to bed you or blow you or rub you. But you men have relegated yourselves to nothing more than getting high all day. Now more white boys are dying in this country than black boys by an increase as a, as a result of opioid addiction. Why? Because you just want to get high. And a lot of the blacks have forgotten the movement. Just want to watch some girl beat her black ass up and down in a rap video. Or throw a ball on a field or put one in a hole or throw one across a net or in a hoop across a field or through a field goal on a soccer field because you lost the battlefield. The battlefield isn't to win the pennant, hit it with a bat, put it with a stick. The battlefield is our ideology, our philosophy, our culture. And now you're going to schools and being told you are a problem. The reason you're being told that because you stopped fighting for the answer. Because you only care about sports and sex and sun and surf. And now you wonder why we've lost the nation? Because we don't give a damn. You wonder why the Chinese are taking over? Because we don't give a damn. You know why the border of our nations are porous with illegal immigration? Because we don't give a damn. We care too much about the wrong shit and we've allowed feminism to dictate that to you. And you've been mommied too much. Taking mama's milk when you're 15, 16, 18, and 20. Get off the breast milk. And get on the real milk. Of the promised land of salvation of our nation, our country. Faith used to mean something other than an hour in a church where they just play like a damn rock band. And have no interest in hearing God's word. Daddy ain't praying at home. 
Mama's too busy getting Botox and getting her boobs done. And the kids are in the phone all day long. Or Snapchat or WhatsApp. Or Peer or Telescope or Periscope. Facebook. Twitter. Twitch. Witch. Bitch. Switch. What are you on? Because you don't care. And your parents don't care. Because they sold their own children to the devil of this progressivism. More money, more money, really, just to have a house that you don't really love, have a house you don't really live in, have a house where there's no real life in it, really, just so that the neighbors can see you've got a bigger car, better car, but a broken family, where your children are going in and out of rehab on drugs, being sold to people in a school for transgender reading day, telling your kids how to masturbate when they're five and six years old, and you are doing it. They are your kids, and you're selling them to the devil. Just to do what? Live in the sunny state? And now your children, you ruined your future because you sold your children to the devil of California, to liberalism, progressivism. You don't give a damn what they believe, then you wonder why they believe what they believe. Because you stopped teaching them, you stopped caring. Now when will this generation wake up? Stop chasing sex and boys all damn day, and girls all day, and dogs all day while they brag about aborting their babies. Your focus should be on a value that cannot be measured by dopamine explosions of lust and adrenaline. Who cares what wave you dropped off or what mountain you just did a squirrel off, what peak you just climbed? Who cares about the triathlete run or the exercise all day, or the kettlebell you're throwing. You care about the wrong things. You care about the things that rust, that can be stolen, lost, and lost in value. Blockchain, Libra, stocks and bonds are not the soul of a nation or of a family. So you wonder why we're in the position we're in? Look in the mirror. You don't give a damn about yourself. You don't give a damn about your own children. Good evening. Time to go night-night. Gotta sleep. Ah, just having my evening tea. Ah, no, I'm not British. I just like evening tea. Get over it. Ah, smooth tea. Helps to loosen up your bowels so you can go to the bathroom smoothly. TMI? Ah. Well, I hear some TMI for you. TMI this. This Thanksgiving, every last one of you turkey, vegan, meat, carnivore, 
eaters take that stupid little apparatus called phones your droids and your iPhones and your iPads and I want you to take them and put them where the sun don't shine you see I want you to be a human for a damn 24 hours now don't call me and I won't call you but be you with other yous and get all the yous together and actually talk shake hands look in each other's eyes hold your neck up instead of having it bent over now you can put on a big screen television for a football game or a music video or whatever playing in the house or some ambiance but every last one of you useless mothers and fathers who have sold your children into the slavery of the telecom corporations you are just as guilty as the parents who put their kids on Ritalin and Adderall and Xanax and all the opioid psychotropic drugs got them shooting up schools you destroyed your kids and you don't even control them because you don't even want to be a parent put the damn phone away turn it off right now this Thanksgiving I don't want one telephone on that table and any child that has one that wants to whine and squirm and scream good maybe now you'll wake up and be a parent and stop ignoring them because they're ignoring you because you've turned them on to so much stimuli that the dopamine is higher than cocaine on a kite turn it off turn it off actually learn some vocabulary listen to the people in front of you smell their bad breath look at their ugly faces shake their sweaty palms look at them they're your family they're your friends god help you And maybe when you get past the bad breath, the mole on the face, the bad hair dye, and the obese bodies, maybe you can look at who they really are. And those of you who think you are Mr. and Mrs. Fitness and Triathlete 101, Maybe if you put on some nice clothes and take off those damn yoga pants, nobody wants to see the crack of your ass all damn day. Maybe then you're going to actually look like a real human who isn't obsessed with exercise. And you can stop with a tight shirt to show off your biceps, sir. 
Maybe if you can look like some humans, you look like a mother, you look like a father. I don't have to say you got to look like the Green Acres or Mr. Farm there. But just look human for a while. Leave the tech out of thanksgiving. And put the human in it. Play some board games or some paper games. Make some paper airplanes. Play some horseshoes with some bocce ball. Throw the frisbee. Do something. A puzzle. You know, one of those big ones where everybody has to put a piece in to figure it out by the end of the evening. Break out the guitar or the kazoo or the banjo. Break out some drums and do a drum circle. Be human. Be human. And don't talk about Trump. Huh? Nobody cares about you talking about Trump. Don't talk about your hatred of men and feminism and how women are doing so bad. That's a lie. Don't talk about the border wall or Mars or Elon Musk. Don't talk about Kanye or Kim Kardashian or Justin Bieber or Paul, whatever his name is. Why don't you talk about you, your family, what you love about life, what you like about a recipe? Try being human for one day. Can you do that? One day. Thanksgiving is the one holiday. It isn't about you dressing up about some fantasy monster or useless whatever you want to identify as thing on Halloween. And it's not about whether somebody buy you under a Christmas tree. No, Thanksgiving is the one day about gratitude. No, the original Thanksgiving we know was about massacring Indians. That's the truth of the history of it. But we want to get past that and make it something better because we don't like that history. And why would you? Celebrating thankfulness about massacring Native Americans. Come on. But we we can be thankful. We can take that holiday, turn it around, and make it for what it should be about. Gratefulness and thankfulness. And maybe throw in a few regrets like massacring the Indians and and yelling at Grandma Sally and some things you did in the past. Say you're sorry. Instead of bringing it up and having a fight, just say, oh, I'm so sorry about last year. I'm so sorry about summer. Oh, you know, apologize, make make good. You can fight after the new year. But at least take Thanksgiving and just put a little love in your life. And the world will be a better place. Your world, your moment. There's nothing like a nice meal with some laughs. Don't get too drunk. Don't get drunk at all. A little libation, not too much. Sit back, smile, laugh, tell some old stories. You know, it ain't all good, but it ain't all bad. So talk about some things that are worth rejoicing and having that moment. Because, guys, soon enough we'll be in the real life. And some will be sooner than others. 
no phones. Okay? No phones. Get up and go to see a movie. Not Frozen. Anything but that mess. But they've got Mr. Rogers opening up and uh, Richard Jewell uh, from the Olympic Bomber. That's got a good kind of uplifting thing in the end. And of course, Ford versus Ferrari. Doesn't get much better than that. Right? Enjoy that. Those are the best movies to watch. Just enjoy yourselves or stay at home and put on It's a Wonderful Life. Just promise me you're going to leave your drama out of your house and not be so full of yourself this year that you make everybody focus on you. Be thankful. Be grateful. Be grateful for your country. It ain't perfect. Never will be. Be grateful for the flag that flies over the capital. Be grateful for the people that paid the price for us to be here. They weren't perfect either, but they paid the price anyway. But you're not perfect, and you're here. Be grateful. And all the people that you don't like and wish were dead, pray for them. You know, change can happen. Look at you. Pray for them. Get together. And practice what Jesus said. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Pray for them. Every liberal. Pray for President Trump. Every conservative. Pray for Biden. Pray for Kamala. Pray for Pocahontas. Pray. Pray for your enemies. Can we do that for one day? All right. Let's shake on it. There you go. Now have yourself a happy, happy Thanksgiving.